Michael, what was your favorite movie to shoot so far? Um, all your films you've done, do you have one favorite or no? They've all been really amazing. This one was really, really great. Um, yeah, the, ho the whole experience of this was amazing. And um, I think because of Miguel, Miguel, Miguel's an amazing leader. And um, he made it a really great experience. Okay. Yeah, so this is up there, I'd say. Great. Mm -hmm. Did you like shooting Paper Heart? Was that a special Yeah, that was film? a lot of fun. That was like a week shooting for me. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was really quick. But um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Is it different any other ways besides that movie? Yeah, it was so different. Yeah, I mean, it was just, there was no script, and it was just with friends, and we had like a five-person crew, and just were figuring it out as we were going. So it was really very different. When you were filming the hallucination scene, what did you pretend that you were looking at? Well, they had me staring at a light. They had like a light shining in my face. So I was just looking at that and just uh, pretending it was you know what was going to be in there, I guess. And I would rub my eyes before the scene, too, so it was really blurry and, like, Ooh, I couldn't see thing. too well. Yeah. yeah. In the original book, there uh, not only is the character a little younger than when you were playing him, um, there's also a female uh, yeah. imaginary character yeah. apart from the French one. Yeah. Um, now, since you did have a scene in drag, was, what was the reasoning for perhaps leading that? What's that? What was, the, was, there, was that originally shot? Was it in the script? No, it was, it was not in the original script. I think just for time. You know, it's like a whole third of the book almost. And um, it's a great part of it, but it just, yeah, it was too hard to fit, I guess. Uh, I was just wondering if either of you or both of you have uh, sort of a game plan for your career. Portia, I know you're from an acting family. And Michael, I know that you also direct and produce and write. So I was wondering, you know, if you plan to go on with acting or try other parts of filmmaking? I don't have a plan, really, just to see what happens naturally and try and, uh, you know, try and just let things fall into place, hopefully, you know, and see what happens. I think as an actor, that's the best you can hope for. For me, yeah, it's my first kind of major picture, so I would love to continue. This has been an amazing ride. Did your parents give you any advice growing up, and why did you listen to them? Yeah, they said don't act. <laughs> and I did for a long time. Um, I, my dad is Mr. Academia, so I stuck in... I didn't realize he was your father.
actually a beach snake. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of like dove right into yeah. <laughs> like um, getting more acquainted with each other. It's mm-hmm. true. I was wondering, you got your characters in the movie are these sort of like precocious sixteen-year-olds uh, that are listening to like Serge Gainsbourg and watching the Truffaut movies. I was wondering how much you guys could relate to those characters and like when you guys were sixteen, what were you watching and listening to? When I first read the book, I downloaded a lot of Frank Sinatra stuff and mm-hmm. um, listened to a lot of Frank Sinatra, which is what Nick listens to in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I was sixteen, I was more into um, like. Mr. Show and like mm. Monty Python and um okay. well Portia you mentioned that you were obsessed with some like scenes in the book so what like kind of caught your interest um the scene in the woods in the book there's a lot more dialogue that was omitted but um I I had like a personal experience that was relatable for that scene so it made it that much more fun was there any crazy things that happened while you were filming? We broke into this abandoned train station one night um, in uh, Detroit. There's this abandoned train station where they film a lot of movies, and um, I think it was like I think it's been abandoned for like 25 years or something. And it was really terrifying. We broke in there and went to the roof, and while we were in there, we heard four gunshots that sounded like they were in the building, <laughs> but I think they were just outside. But they like resonated throughout the building and. That was pretty crazy. Hmm. And fun. Also, if you could pick one song to be a theme song of your life, what would it be? There's a new Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it every night. And say yes. <laughs> I don't even know if I can put that in any way, shape, or form. Were you guys apprehensive about playing two 14-year-olds? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not really established in the movie how old we are. I think maybe we're more like 16, which doesn't sound like a huge difference, but I think it is pretty big. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't have any apprehension. I mean, I, I know when uh, this was around, I was paranoid that I, by the time it got made, I would be too old to do it. But I was relieved when they let me be in it. Um, and is it intentional that you are either pantless or shirtless in all of your films? Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to get it out there. <laughs> um, in uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, you, uh, one of your co-stars, Ari Greener, and she's in this as well. Mm-hmm. And she's playing a character the same age you are in uh, Nick and Nora, but yeah. in this one she's playing someone a right. few years older, but yeah. that's because in real life she is a few years older. Yeah. At what point do you think that you don't you want to avoid being typecast when you get to play something a little older? I don't know. I don't know at what point. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, whenever the right thing comes along, I guess. Can you tell me what this particular director brought to the project and what made him different than other directors you've worked with? So I'm a big fan of his previous work. Mm-hmm. What, well, what made him different? He's really collaborative with everyone he works with. He really he depends on people a lot. and. Um, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's really driving it, but he makes everyone feel like they're really indispensable and um, gets the best out of people because of that. And uh, he creates an amazing atmosphere, an amazing working environment, and uh, yeah, and, and his films have a lot of kind of um, 
part in them because I think because everyone really wants it to be great because uh, you know they feel like they're part of it. Did you think you were for improv or was it pretty close to the script? Yeah, I mean, he, he felt like we could do whatever we wanted. Was there any pressure with the books having such a following or Michael, since you're such a big fan, was there hesitation on your part of possibly screwing it up um, like a lot of book adaptations can do? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, we wanted to. We wanted it to be really true to the book and try and maintain the same voice as the book and um, and be as funny as the book. You know, the book is really, really funny. And uh, yeah, there's definitely a pressure when you have this source material that's really good. You know, you want it to be at least as good as as the source material. But it's it's nice because it's it's always there when you are making the movie to refer to and you know take stuff from. Um, yeah, it's intimidating, definitely, um, especially because she, um, there's so many characteristics, there's so, she's so complex, um, it was difficult being kind of somewhat aloof and detached, but likable-ish, um, uh, and manipulative and <laughs> sweet, um, just like contradictions. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was definitely scary. Um, but I, again, like Miguel was such a great driving force, and you have this book. Um, how did you guys like decide to? I mean, like when you said that you've been a fan, um, and especially since this was like your first feature movie, how did you guys decide to make it? Like, what kind of motivated you to take the role? Uh, well, I auditioned for it, so <laughs> if I could have picked it and just said, hey, I want to do this, I would have definitely, um, I would have definitely picked it, but, uh, it's, uh, I remember being really intimidating, uh, intimidated when I first read it and with who was involved and, um, this reading the script, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, when I, when we had auditioned together, when I met Michael, it was just a part of me always wants to walk out of auditions with not anticipating anything, because it can get really heartbreaking when you get invested. But um, there was a part of me that was biting my lip, uh, thinking, oh man, this would be awesome. Uh, I would really love this. <laughs> um, Your character goes to pretty extreme lengths in the movie Total Lost Machine. I was wondering if... Uh, back when you guys were 14, 15, junior high, if you ever considered or did anything crazy to get, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or to hold on to one or anything like that, that you're willing to share with us? Um, I don't think I did anything, anything too crazy, like in the movie. Um, what about you? Um, I refeed some drinks. 